When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Howdy, welcome to the show. Scotty Sattler here with me, Gary Belcher, and uh, looking forward to a big show tonight. Of course, it's uh, it's Team List Tuesday, but there's a hell of a lot more going on in the world of uh, sport and rugby league in particular. Sats, how are you, mate? I'm very well, very well. A little bit concerned about... Uh about heading into origin, uh, not only from a Queensland point of view, but just overall New South Wales and Queensland, the amount of players that could possibly be missing for origin one in Melbourne, will we have a crowd? That's another story. Oh, uh, yeah, on the back of, of the um, restrictions that have yeah. just kicked in in Melbourne. But also the uh, suspensions or the potential suspensions to Victor Radley, uh, Angus Crichton for New South Wales, for Queensland. Yeah, the possible, yeah, I suppose, the... Uh, the injuries to Cameron Munster and also Harry Grant are concerning for Queensland, but but Origin overall. So oh yeah, yeah. Well, they'll get enough. They'll get seventeen, eighteen, or eighteen perhaps now. Uh, yeah, Victor Radley is just going in for to state his case. We believe six o'clock to um, try to get off of that one charge. Uh, Angus Crichton seven thirty. He's scheduled for an Elliot Whitehead from the Raiders at. 9 p.m. Now, uh, a few things to get through. A, a big name Raider has asked for a release, and the Canberra Raiders are going to play hardball on this one. Uh, we'll get to that soon, and I can tell you what I'm—I'm uh, I'm not real happy about this one. Uh, Cowboys number nine, Reese Robson is going to join us. Um, good lad, Sats. Yeah, good player. Um, good player. Reminds and... me of Luke Prittis, the way that he plays. Same sort of build as Luke Prittis, and. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player, very good player, and only still very young when it comes to his first-grade career. I think he's going to be an exceptional player. One of the blokes who inflicted that loss on the Roosters at the SCG, uh, three-try scorer, hero David Mead mm-hmm. from the Broncos. We have a chat with him as well. Uh, oh, 59 days to go to the Tokyo Olympics. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go ahead? Should they go ahead? They're definitely going ahead. Well, are they, Scott? Are they? Of course they are. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Unfortunately, uh, a couple. How long of have you been on the committee? Couple of, unfortunately, a couple of the Australian athletes who tested positive to COVID over the last few days are unable to they in Melbourne? attend. Uh, they're actually going to America for a skateboard for a skateboarding. How is that an Olympic uh, sport? Well, there you go. Well, it is. It's it, it shan't be. Well, no, not that it shan't be. You're saying it shouldn't be. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, as as um as opposed to. Synchronized swimming, but they're going to America. Oh, come on, they're going man. to America for a warm, it out for like there. a warm-up qualifying, qualifying event for the Olympics. What are you doing going to the US anyway? Yeah. Can, well, that's where the event was. Can I just also say, <laughs> adults should not be on skateboards. 
<laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you buy a car, you bludger. Well, what I, about you what the about, last? When was the last time you were on a skateboard, Woogie? What about electric skateboard? <laughs> I was on one twelve no, months right? ago. No, how long? Twelve months ago. What were you doing? See, you're part of the problem. Did you have your hat on backwards? <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually put a helmet on because I worried myself. That's why I haven't been on it for 12 months. I thought, geez, I'm, if I go over here, I'm in trouble. Um, what else, Sats? Uh, outside of your – oh, Woogie, your hot topic here. Here's for one for our listeners. Who's your favourite player outside of your current club? Dufty. Dufty. Love him. You and love Big the Tino. Yeah, the, the I, Duff, the, the I Dragons, love the Dufty. The Dragons are talking about letting – him go, aren't they? They are. Matt Dufty? They are. We've got a lot of What's Dragons supporters. I'd be really interested to hear what the Dragons supporters think about that. Zero four double seven seven three six. He's one of their favourites. 736. He is their, their best attacking player. Now, there are some reasons I'm led to believe why Anthony Griffin is happy to let him go, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on. But Dragons fans, do, are they silly for letting him go? Do you want to see him in a Dragons jersey for years to come? Mm. I know there'd be plenty of clubs wanting to snatch he's had, him up. He's had to fight for his future a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So who's who's your favourite player outside your current club? Sats, uh, you got one. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Sats outside of your seven clubs. That leaves just really. Uh, well, the South manly. Queensland Crushers aren't in the comp anymore. Um, okay. Parramatta, you haven't played for them, and no. Canberra. Well, Canberra. Oh, I have got one of my favourite players, Elliot Whitehead. Yes. Mm. Who who's, else? Uh, well, I love Victor the Inflictor. Are you just going through the judiciary list? Well, I love him even more. I'm actually Angus looking. Crichton. You know what? The judiciary report is actually a whole A4 page long with the amount of names that are on it. A lot and of Radleys Victor, on there. Victor appears twice. How he cool does. is that? Now, how cool is that? That's tongue in cheek. <laughs> you never did that. That's so tongue in cheek because we want the game to obviously clean up and if, technique to be at its best. But it, it, it's a little bit of a. If this was That's around in cool. the late 60s, how yep. many times would your dad be on a list after my dad, a big game? My dad at one stage had the most amount of send-offs in rugby league. Did he? 16. Wow. Mm. 16 who, suspendable offences. Who went past what? that? Noel Kelly. Noel, oh, Ned Kelly, yeah. yeah. Noel went past it. in the last, I think his last year, which was 68 it might have been, yeah. Um, and then I think Les Boyd overtook everyone. Okay. Mm. We're talking about the, the, the great Johnny Sattler there. All right, time for this. Sports Day, Sports Update. What's brewing for Four Pines Brewing? Co, the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, Sats, the Raiders have agreed to release halfback George Williams from his current playing contract effective immediately. Yeah. We heard about this weeks ago that he wanted out. The Englishman wanted to uh, get out of his contract early. Compassionate uh, grounds? N- yes. Um, missing home? Family reasons. He... Him, he's missing home. His wife's missing home. So his management has asked for a release uh, at the end of the season. Yes. But the club has decided it in the best interest of both parties to grant an immediate release to allow both parties to plan for their respective futures. Yep. I like it. I, yeah. Oh, look, I'm first up, I'm filthy that, that George Williams wants out of his contract. I understand. Yes, you're homework sick, George. You've signed a contract, though. You're going to leave your club in the lurch. Um it's not just because it's the Raiders. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with players that want to get out of their contracts. But, but now that uh, I, I believe they they say no, 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 no. We don't want to go now. We want to go at the end of the year. We're really homesick. Oh, but we can get through, and you can keep paying us for another six months. So six fifty, seven hundred thousand, something year. like that. Seven hundred yeah. grand a year. Can you have your cake and eat it too? If you're going to leave, and you're going to leave the club in the lurch. 
you just leave. You should be leaving now. Yeah. Now, the, the, people will say, well, you're questioning the integrity of the player. Of course, he's going to turn up each and every day, train hard. He's going to turn up each and every week and do his best because at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to be good for his selling ability to the UK Super League clubs, whatever that may be. But all you've got to do in the game of uh, the NRL, you've, just, uh, you've got to be off your game by 10%. And if he's off his game and he does stay for the rest of the year for the Raiders, if he's off his game each week because of whatever may be happening, thinking about going home, that lets the team down. And the Raiders are not in a position to have anyone at 10% off their game at the moment. Can, can I just throw this into the mix then? And you might want to re- talk about what you just said again. He said he asked today. He rang today and said, "I can't come to training because mm. I'm, you know, I've got some stuff going on at home. You know, my dramas about homesickness and whatever." And then was asked if he could play in the weekend, and he said, "No, I don't think I'll be able to." Well, that verifies. So, their what decision. does that say to you? Well, it verifies their decision. It, it, That's the right. Decision. It justifies it, doesn't it? Mm. You, you, you got to let him go now. Yeah, if absolutely. He can't. But I believe there's a bit of kickback here um, from his management. Yep. I, I'm, you know. If, if you can't stay and honour your contract, now he's contracted until the end of next year, I believe, or a couple of years, but he wants to go not until at the end of this year. They can get through till the end of this year. Come on. No. You're homesick and you've got to get home. Seriously, I, I, my, my wife and I just married, moved to Canberra. That's a long way from Brisbane. We, had to, we went to Canberra. But there were a lot of other people going through the same thing. And there's players in every club. Sure, this is across the other side of the world and there's been dramas with COVID. But we made a massive sacrifice. My, my wife's mother passed away the next year and she, all she wanted to do was be at home. But, you know, we'd, we'd made this the sacrifice and we stuck it out and, we, you know, we didn't know how long we were going to be there for and we ended up staying there for about eight years. And it was greatest, one of the great moves for us. Well, I think if you sign a contract, you, you, you see it out. Mm. Or if, if it doesn't suit you, well, you can't go, oh, look, I'm going to hang around for a little bit longer, keep paying me. So he's, he's six months into his deal. Yep. They got six months to go till the end of November. You, you're going to get half your money. Leave. Mm. Go. You don't get any more. If you want to go home, you might get a deal back at home with your which old you club. Will. Yeah, which you will. And Badge, that's, yeah, that's very heartfelt where, you, where you've just sort of, uh, where you've um, communicated to the, to the listeners around your personal situation. It does. It, it puts it into. But how many of our listeners are working away from home Absolutely. or commuting or that someone in their family is? And are they getting six or seven hundred thousand dollars a year to exactly. do it? Exactly. And people that go and work in the mines and they go up for you know three weeks on and three weeks off. And I get it, Badge. I it's, get it. Being in the other side of the, the world, they would miss their family. I get it. And with COVID, it, it probably highlights you know the, the challenge that everyone's and, going through at the moment. And we did this all without Zoom and Skype. Yep. Yeah. Another good point. And I do agree with you. if he wants to go home. He can't wait till the end of the year. And that's why they would have come to some sort of financial agreement where you know, you've... Well, they haven't, but they want to. Who wants to? They, they haven't come to an agreement financially at all. The between club? the club and, and well, that'll George's be, management. Obviously, you know, that's, that's further discussions that's got to happen between club and management. But if, if he's under contract and wants to leave and wants to say, well, I want to stay towards the end of the year, t- till the end of the year, but the club says no, we'd rather you go now, that's the club making the decision on the, on the actions of the player. Well, if, if, a, if a, a, another halfback pops up somewhere or they want to go chase another halfback, 
they might be able to secure someone immediately. Yep. They can play some games towards the end of this year and, and you know, help them into yeah. next year. So if they, if, if they paid him 250 or whatever for the year to date. It's probably half his contract. November so it's, it's, 1 from last year to yeah, now. So, it's half, half, yep. so he would have been paid somewhere around 350 if so he's that, on 700. They may say, well, listen, you're owed X amount over the next six months and the next two years, whatever it may be. We'll offer you this basically to go away. And it's what happens in the workplace. Yeah, well, I, you know, it happens I, in the workplace. He wants to go though. Yeah, I think I think they got every right to say, no, no, you wanted to go. Sorry, go. That's it. You paid up to this week. Mm. Well, well, yeah, that's it. You want some moving costs? Sorry, that's no. You got to do that. You want to leave, George? You're getting out of your contract. Um, you know, it, it it makes my my blood boil. I think it's it's pretty ordinary. Does it make your no blood boil which club, club a, it's at. a little bit more because it's your club? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yep. I understand, you know, it happens at other clubs and I have I have uh, expressed my disappointment with this when other players want out of contracts early and they want it all their way without having a real understanding of what, you know, uh, what goes on at the club and, mm. and how much they're leaving them in the lurch. Do so. you think, boys, you know, from all reports, you're saying that decision around him not wanting to go to training and not play this weekend, do you think that might be George Williams trying to sabotage himself? trying to force the club into, into a decision that they must have to pay him out. Well, I, I don't know if he'd want to do it this week if, if, he, if he was hoping to get through to the end of the year and mm. just leave at the end of the year. So, no, I, I don't know. That. I, look, I interviewed a couple of weeks ago uh, the great Gordy Tallis and we spoke about his contractual drama that he had at the Dragons. He wanted to come back to the Broncos. It was around Super League time. But he made a stance and he left the Dragons, and he didn't get paid, and sat he out sat the out a whole season. Yeah, would George do that? Well, look, maybe he will. Maybe he'll just say, "Yeah, I'll go." Um, uh, and we got a we got a a message here from I don't know who it's from. Hi guys, remember the Gordon Tallis situation at Saints in '96? He signed Super League, and Saints held their ground and never played uh, that next season. So, absolutely. Um, anyway, if what do you think? Zero four double seven seven three six. Seven three six. Are you as fired up about this as me, or do you think this is just the Canberra Raider coming out of you? Yeah, you know, I think there's everything you're saying makes. I think it makes sense. I know there's that emotional factor to it. And hang on, he said he's got family the other side of the world. I get it, but you make the decision to come out. Yeah, COVID has blurred the lines a little bit more. But if you want to go out, go back. I agree with you, Badge. One hundred percent. You cannot wait till the end of the season. You make the decision now. They're in a they're in, they're at the end of their cycle from a recruitment point of view. They're going mm. through. I think they matured too early. The Raiders over yeah. the last two years. Now they're getting to the end of their recruitment cycle. They've got to start replenishing and going again. And part of that is if they can free up a lot of money, not some money, a lot of money in a key position, they've got to break that noose right away and try and get into the market to get someone who's going to replace him. Mm. Yeah, I, I almost had the reverse happen in. Uh when I was, I was playing in England at Castleford in, in the off-season in 88, and I got injured. And I, and I did my groin after about three months and was supposed to be there for six. So it was obviously I wasn't coming good after a few weeks, three weeks and all these tests, and it was never going to – and it, it was going to be like 12 weeks recovery or so. I just said, oh, can, I, I, can I just go home because I'm not going to be right until March anyway and I'm going to go home. And they went, no, lad, you've got to stay. I said, no, no, I really want to get home and get the better treatment and all that. No, you can't go, you can't go, you've got to stay gutty. I said, look. You keep the rest of the money you owe me and I'll just go and go, oh, yeah, see you, lad. Get going. <laughs> On your way. Well done. Thank you. Out the door. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. What else is going on, Sats? Well, the NRL's Graham Annesley he's spoken about players milking penalties. I know over the last two weeks, especially last week, I, I saw it emerging a lot more because of the uh, the new edict from the NRL around the high tackles. Um, he's spoken about players milking penalties and how the refs have been performing overall. I would like to think. I would like to think that players would approach the game in a way that didn't encourage them to feign injury. Sportsmanship's important. And even though it's a very competitive game and everyone's trying to get that competitive edge, there are many other ways to do it other than uh, feigning injury if anyone was tempted to do that. And they're doing their absolute best, both in the bunker and the referees, to apply this as evenly as they possibly can. I get it when you're a supporter of one team, you say, well, you look at another game and you say, well, why wasn't that placed on report? Why wasn't that put in a sin bin? And and it's, it's it's a very easy thing to say, it's the same. But... When you break it down, they're not the same. And I would have to say over the last two weekends that I think they've done a pretty good job of that. Well, they have done it. You've got think... to work on your hand signal stats. We don't know what well, you're I'm pointing doing. At, I'm pointing at Woogie's <laughs> screen that's got text messages on it for him to have a look at it. So, um, okay. But uh, in relation to how the rest have been performing, I think the rest have been f- performing fine because yeah. they're following the instructions of head of football, Graham Annesley. Now, we know that Peter Volandis is the one that has – I suppose he's the one that's got to get up on his soapbox and he's got to deliver the message to the NRL public. But it's also it's also coming from those that oversee the game. Graham Annesley is the man that's is one of many, but uh, one of the uh, the main um, I suppose instigators when it comes to the new edict around the NRL and the high shots. Valandis is the one that ratifies it along with the commission and and delivers it. So from what Graham Annesley has delivered to his referees. Based on that, they're performing well because they're delivering what they want them to. What they want them to. Mm. Now, about milking, I'm still need to do something about it. About milking, about milking. But I do agree with Graham Annesley. You know, if again, can the bunker be brought in this? If if any player feels as though they've been affected by a head knock, but they get up and get and continue into the play, the next set of six, they shouldn't be on the ground. They or, shouldn't be on the field. Yeah, I know. Or, or is it as simple as as Justin Holbrook suggested happens in the Super League? If if you stop and they look back at it and they go, that's not worth a sin bin, mm. then that's it. You, it's, sorry, it's play on. Yep. I'll deal with it later. And and therefore, you're not going to stop as often because you're going to stop and you're gonna, your side's going to lose all momentum and and the other team actually gets an advantage of the defending team. So I think that could that could be the start of it. I'll use Jared Wallace as an example on the game we called in the weekend. Now, I've known Jared since he's been in a nappy. I, I love the kid. I love the family. But I'll use his, him as an example. Did you- Change him at all? I didn't change his change his oh. nappy, um, but um, but he was hit high by Dylan Napa. He got him right on the button with a just a, a swinging a swinging hand. It wasn't his arm, and uh, and Jared yeah he blew up as he was hitting the ground. He laid on the ground. Dylan Napa stood over the top of him, and and then was sin bin Dylan Napa. But then Jared got up off the ground and scored in the next set of six. So if he was affected by that tackle and a player was sin-binned, I would think that the player on the ground who was showing signs of, of a, the effects of a high shot would have to leave the field. But, yeah, mm. stayed on the ground and, and scored a try on the next set of six. So, yeah, I mean, there's still a few tweaking. There's still a little bit of tweaking in relation to this edict from the NRL. We will find the right balance, but at the moment we're going through a little bit of pain. Yep. Mm. All right. Uh, hot off the press, perhaps. Mick from Newey, uh, Blake Green has announced immediate retirement. Wow. 
So Woogie's Woog- confirmed. Woogie's got his thumbs up. Yeah, okay, confirmed. just got an email from the Knights. Well, he just played. He just decided the end. The, the end has come. I think and, it's and right that, it can happen that quickly. I think it's the right decision. I, I was surprised that because he was he did sign with the Bulldogs. Remember, mm. and Newcastle. He remained at Newcastle, and and at the age that he was, and coming back from a knee reconstruction, it was always going to affect his mobility. And I think it's been quite evident since being re- since returning to the game. Mm. And, that unfortunately, due to age and injury, recovery, he's just not going to be able to keep up with the speed. We're going to get to a break. I have just read as well that um, just on that topic off the top there about George Williams wanting a release, he sent a text message to, message to the welfare manager this morning to say that he wasn't going to be able to uh, to make it to training. So, uh, And that triggered the uh, the release that the Raiders have granted him immediately that he probably doesn't want until... Uh, Till the end of the year. Hopefully um, he's not going to play the mental health card at some stage and mm. just try to um, not not play and hang around. All right, uh, we're going to take a break on Sports Day. That was What's Brewing for Four Pines Brewing, the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, oh, an Aussie-made fun fact. We're doing that? We'll do it later. Oh, come on. Back soon. Sports Day <laughs> for Kia. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival. Australia's first GUV. Yes, David Mead on the line, um, playing for the Brisbane Broncos now. Dave, how are you, mate? And uh, I guess it's uh, a nice, nice to be back when things go as well as they did uh, against the Roosters on the weekend. Hey guys, yeah, it is uh, good to be back. I spent a bit of time with uh, Wynnum there. Uh, went back there to uh, fix up my game, and I came back to a Broncos team that was uh, hungry to get a result after the uh, loss against Manly. Yeah, you say you're hungry to get a result, no doubt at all, because they've been uh, few and far between. Was there was there a, a time there where you thought, "Gee, this place is um, it's it we're at rock bottom. We've really we've really got um, a lot of work to do to to get things right." Or has it always been, you know, you thought you're pretty close to uh, to, to turning things around? Yeah, well, it feels like um, we're, we're pretty close to turning things around. You know, we're we're playing really well against. Um, some good sides uh, a couple of times there. Uh, the rest of our games have been um, pretty average, but you know, to compete against uh, Penrith and Para and you know, get a win against Titans and Bulldogs uh, and then a play against the Roosters last week, you know, the feeling is always positive around camp. Is uh, The good thing about rugby league is you can turn up the next week and, and try and fix it the following week. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes it can seem that way when you're, Losing and everyone's down on confidence. Um, the easy thing to do is uh, put, put the head down and kick stones and you know blame other people. But you know uh, this this group uh, group of men uh, that I'm training with uh, nearly every day. Uh, it's a very solid group. So you know we're looking to uh, turn things around. Dave, of course, we spent a lot of time with the coast. What eight seasons with the Gold Coast, and but a lot of people or some people mightn't remember that you had a stint with the Broncos in 2017 before you went over to Super League, playing for the Catalans for three years. Has much changed around about the Brisbane Broncos since you were there in 2017? 
Well, when I was here in 2017, we had guys who were playing Origin and Australia across the park. And you, know, you had uh, guys who were well-experienced. Um, so for me to come into the team, it was uh, you know, easy just to go in and do my job. Uh, coming back from after my three years in France, come back to Broncos, uh, there's a lot of new faces around. A lot of young guys have made their debut um, last year and the year before and you know, still trying to find their feet in first grade. And, you know, it's, it's no excuse uh, for the results that uh, Bronx have had, but, you know, it does take a bit of time for young guys to get a bit of experience and uh, learn how to win games. And, you know, I'm I'm 32 and I'm still trying to work out how to win games. So uh, these young guys, you know, there's a lot of them coming through at the same time. So, you know, if they stick around together for years to come, you know, this Broncos team is going to be uh, very competitive. Yeah, you never stop learning, do you, Dave? It doesn't matter how many games you've played and, just to touch on that that inexperience, do you think that explains why the last 20, 25 minutes of the second half or of the match overall has been an area where the Brisbane Broncos have, have leaked a lot of points? Has that come back just to inexperience and being able to defend sets upon sets upon uh, over a long period of time? Yeah, I think that's definitely got to do with it. Now you look at... Uh... Uh, really good sides. You know, they'll they'll compete for the full 80 minutes, um, whether they're you know up or down. And uh, you know, this year for us, we've been uh, leaking a lot of points in that last 10 to 15 minutes before the half, and and in the second half as well. So, you know, it is something where we've spoken about consciously uh, as the weeks have gone on, because that is where a lot of our points are coming in. So, uh, you can put it to, down to a bit of inexperience or. Maybe a bit of fatigue too, because you know we're not completing our sets and and you know defending a lot, and then the back end of the sets, the opposite teams getting uh, joy out of it. So, you know, I thought we turned that around on the weekend, and you know showed that if we do complete our sets and um, defend well, the rewards will come the back end of each half, and you know we were kind of on the flip side of uh, of what our season has been uh, against the Roosters. Dave, on the, on the back of the signing of, of Adam Reynolds, which is a huge signing for the club, now, was everyone, were people conscious of the way they would react to a signing like that for fear of obviously upsetting someone that's in that current position, even though you'd be excited? Was everyone conscious about not being openly too excited? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I think no one's really discussed it. There was probably a day or two where we were like, oh, that's cool, Adam Reynolds is coming, but um, it's obviously good for the club, and he's got a lot of experience. He's a great player, and uh, we haven't, as players, we don't really haven't really sat down and spoke about it. So you know, you'd, you'd have to speak to some of the other guys about that. But for me and the um, and the guys who are who are in that position, um, guys like Albie Milf, I guess you know, knowing that um, uh, Adam's coming to the club next year, I'm sure there'll be putting the hand up to perform each uh, each week. Mm. How impressed were you with uh, Albert Kelly and, and that experienced, uh, having an experienced half come in to, uh, to lead the side around, or 5'8", he was last week. How, how impressive was he? Yeah, he was really impressive, Albie. You know, he came back in December, uh, put a little bit of weight on uh, um, in, in quarantine and because of his injury in that, uh, throughout December, the club told him to go fix himself up at South. And to his credit, he, he did just that. He came back um, and a few weeks ago uh, training well. He's in good physical condition. He prepares really well. And 
I thought he made the most of his opportunity on the weekend. He steered the team around well. And, and I thought he showed some uh, great mental strength after his uh, first kick out on the full. You know, he, he didn't mm. rattle his confidence. And, and that's the type of player Albie is. And, and not much will uh, rattle him. So you know, I'm glad he's in our team. Yeah, well, look, the big news is that Anthony Milford's back now. I've, I've already said uh, I'm worried. I, I, I think he looked down on confidence or something. was The spark was just missing and he got dropped for the second time only a couple of weeks ago. Um, the, any any fans out there, have you got some, some better news for them that you think he's going to be fine? Uh, well, you know, the games that, um, that we lost and Milford was copping the blame for, I thought the whole team was playing poorly, so... You know, the game on the weekend, I'm sure if Mills in the team, you know, we, we win just by just as much or, you know, we uh, played just the same. We were, the boys are tackling well, completing high, and you know, the games that if we can do that week in and week out, uh, each week and Mills in the team, you know, he'll, he'll make the most of uh, those opportunities because as a team, we haven't played too well uh, when Mills been in the side and he's been the scapegoat for... Uh, for the team and I, I feel mm. like it's been a bit unfair on him from you know a lot of the media out there and he gets targeted because he's obviously um, uh, the, the main player in the team and uh, now, so if you know the fans stay patient if the team plays well uh, Milf will play well Yeah I hope he has a good one this week um, obviously pretty big opposition in the Melbourne Storm now you've been around the game a long time now Dave since uh, moving up to the Gold Coast from Lismore and you look back on a kid who's about to play his debut and then he plays 26 minutes, I think, Kobe Hetherington, and then they come away with a win against one of the heavyweights of the competition. Do you look back as an experienced player and look across the dressing room and just see the excitement in, in a kid like that's face and remember about the days when, when you were first playing NRL and, and coming up with your first win? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, I was pretty lucky my first year of first grade we won a lot of games, mm. and you know, I thought that came down to having a lot of experienced players in the side. We had Scotty Prince, uh, Luke Bailey, Preston Campbell. You know, the the list went on, and I was able to come into a team that was uh, used to winning, and so that you know that gave me a confidence boost to start off my career. And I, you know, and for per, uh, personally for Kobe, I think a young guy like that who comes into a team that uh, plays the way we did on the weekend. I just tackled hard, um, did all the things right in defence and completed high. Now, that's going to give his uh, confidence a huge boost. And you know, a few of the other guys as well, like Keenan, who came in after only two games last year, he, he played well as well. And you know, It's only uh, going to be good for guys like that if they come into a team that performs well and you know, not always get the win, but if you perform uh, performing well consistently, uh, the results are going to go your way and you know, Kobe will definitely benefit from that. Well, you've got some more young players coming through this week, Dave, and uh, I guess you'd, you have to set the right example for them. Uh, TC Rabadi uh, from from Wynnum as well, and, and Selwyn Cobbo, who's apparently an absolutely outstanding 18-year-old, almost 19-year-old fullback. Uh, there's been some concerns about maybe losing him if they if you sign Nico Hines. So, yeah, some, some more uh, talent coming through. It'll be, it'll, uh, be a good test for them. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for both of them. I played uh, when I wanted to win them. I played two games with the both of them, and you know uh, they were both uh, our best players on the field both times. And TC he plays tough, plenty of energy, and he's got no fear. So, 
He brings a lot of um, excitement to the team. And same with uh, Selwyn there. He's a young talent who he's got a like, similar stature, as uh, similar build to uh, G.I. and Latrell. Then he's got a bit of feeling out to do, but you know, the way he runs kind of reminds you of uh, them too. So and hopefully the club can keep him because he's definitely a um, good young talent and... He's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah, no doubt at all. Rightio, well, you guys have got a, a huge game this week, haven't you, up against the, the Melbourne Storm. It'll hopefully bring out the best in you. What's that on? Oh, Thursday night, mate. So you, you're just about there, only a couple of nights away. Hey, just, Dave, before, before we let you go, PNG Hunters, who are based on the Gold Coast for the entire Intrust Super Cup season, have you, have you at any stage caught up with uh, any of the players or the coaching staff? Uh, I've seen the boys a few times at uh, uh, one of the games and then they came to the uh, Broncos facilities to do some training there. So I've had a chat with them, uh, caught up with them uh, briefly. Yeah, they seem to be enjoying it. They, uh, it's obviously a different lifestyle for them every single day. Um, but when they're enjoying it. It's, it's different. They're missing their families in PNG. I think but I think the experience here in Australia is going to be good for them uh, long term. Uh, but yeah, they're certainly enjoying their time here. Right, Dave, uh, David Mead from the Brisbane Broncos. Thanks for joining us, mate. Good luck on Thursday night against the Melbourne Storm. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Now, hot topic time. Yeah, it's a hot, hot topic, this one. Waratah fencing, Australian made for over 135 years. Talking about George Williams uh, being released by the Raiders, asking for a release at the end of the year. They've said, no, yeah, well, you can have one. You can have it right away, Georgie. Hmm. Uh, Are fans sick of players getting out of contracts early, Sats? What should happen if they want to? Well, if, if a club wants to let a player go early... It happens both ways. We've got to remember if that. If a pl- club wants yep. to let a player go early, the player gets paid. Yes. They get, they get paid for their full contract. In fact, they might even pick up a bit more elsewhere. So you get, or the you, other club will pick you up, but paid, you will still get paid. You get paid 100% of what's remaining. In, so you just say you sign for the next three years, whatever it may be. It, it, sort of, it portions out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's right. So but you'll still, you, you don't lose out as a player. No. If the player wants to leave the club early... How does the club get compensated? Exactly. And depending on the player as well, Badge, and that's what it's always based on when when you're in professional sport. It depends on the importance of the player to the team. Now, if you're a player that's player 28, player 29 or 30 in the top 30 list and you want to release, a lot of times the clubs will a lot of the times the clubs will let you go freely. They won't sure. ask for any release. That, and that's their right to do that. Release They'll have another fee, player coming be. through. Yeah. And... But the importance of the team, of the player, depends on I suppose, uh, the release and the terms around that release. So we've got a text message here. Uh, make sure you put your names on the text messages here, guys. Yeah, the Williams on. player has actually proposed this, that his contract be preached, be preached, be preached, be breached. <laughs> he Gee. is the initiator. He cannot put terms to a breach. And, and that is that is correct as well. We're now learning around how the, how the immediate release has come about, um, contacted by text message from all or, or reports the welfare manager of the club saying yep. he cannot 
attend training and won't be able to play against the Roosters this week. That then prompted a call from Ricky Stewart to the player George Williams saying, hey, what's going on? No, I can't play this week as well, which then prompted CEO Don Ferner to ask the player to come into headquarters where therefore he was released immediately. Well, yes, he was, that's right, offered or released or? Offered or released immediately. So, um, and that's when it comes back, based on how the employee, and the employee here is Williams, how he handles the situation depends on the terms surrounding his release. So what I'm saying there is if he was a guy that said, listen, I'm getting homesick, I want to go home at the end of the year, can we just, can we get through the year and can, you know, I'll play as good as I possibly can. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to play hard. I'm not going to drop the bundle and I'm going to make sure I leave a really good legacy here at the club. As a club, you say, you know what? Okay. Yeah, hell of a good player, George. Yep. No, and, no doubting that. And we're going to save some money next year and we're going to go to the market now. We know what we're going to be dealing with in 2022. And, and we're really disappointed because yep. we had you for longer, but we can deal with that. But the moment that you that you cloud the cloud your legacy at the club and by sending a text message and don't even have the decency to make a phone call to the coach to talk about why you can't attend training, but you go through another angle, which is the welfare manager. Mm. Um, that's where the, the terms around a possible release become clouded and that's where the club has to make a make a decision. So I'll say it again, fans. Can you tell us? Are, are you sick of players getting out of contracts early? Early zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. In which other profession can you do this? And even many years ago, when we played sets, I can can barely. I don't remember very many players getting out of their contracts early. Wayne Bennett walked out on his contract at the Raiders. He had a handshake deal as a coach in eighty seven, and and I know that happened. Um, you know, very rarely. But it's just so common mm. now. Is I can't remember a player doing that without a, a mutual agreement with them and the club. But, um, until Gordon Tallis walked out on the Dragons over, but that was over the whole Super League thing, and um, he just—he just, was a man of his principle. He went, oh, "I'm not going to play." They—they they wouldn't. They challenged that, and he had a contract, and he didn't play, and he wasn't paid for a year, and he sat it out. Um, different circumstance to what we're seeing with uh, with George Williams. You know, I, Badge, I signed a three-year contract with the Roosters when I was a young fella and I went down to Sydney and I was I was about four months in and I got I, I just didn't like Sydney mm. as a young guy. I really struggled emotionally and I went to the club and said, you know, could I get a release at the end of my first year? And they said, well, we'll talk about it at a board level and they came back and said, if that's what you want – now, I wasn't one of their best players, so it was neither here nor there whether they released me or not, mm. but I was always determined to play out the rest of the year and give the best that I could. Yes. Because it, it's it's good for my selling possibilities to other clubs as well. And so, you were brought up with the principles. You did the right thing. I went straight through the front door and I spoke to the right people. Yes. Um, so I can see where George Williams is at, but it's the way that he's handled it, which is is the disimporting part about it. Right, our hot topic that is uh, for Waratah Fencing, innovative fencing solutions that work. Stick with the best, waratahfencing.com.au and you can text us 0477736736 to have your say. This is Sports Day for Kia's all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. 
Sports Day news headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Yeah, after much debate, rugby league immortal Bob Fulton's family has been offered a state funeral by the New South Wales government. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has announced. I'm not sure about a state funeral for for you know. Does it? Do you lose the intimacy? With a state they family. might have a private service as yeah, well. Yeah, true. So I'd imagine yeah. they would. And there's now a fifth COVID-19 case in Victoria, with which means the restrictions are back in place in Melbourne as of 6pm tonight. There may be some concerns for Origin 1. Maybe crowd-wise. When it comes to crowd-wise. It'll happen. Mm. It'll happen. Just don't invite those people that have got COVID. It's simple Fence as that, all isn't sorted. Often. Why didn't we think of that you're earlier? Right, you're an idea. Oh. People with COVID uh-huh. should have a different coloured face mask. <laughs> Maybe. Put an anklet thing on them. So okay. if they Tracking. sneeze, a, their leg blows A off. bag on their head with the two eyes. <laughs> That'll do. Get yep. range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Team list Tuesday. He, now. Hates, he hates it when we Marta go. Cars for cancer. Hang on. Marta Cars for Cancer win the ultimate adventure package. Sats uh, round 12 this weekend. Broncos and Storm Thursday night. Yeah, probably the biggest one is that Anthony Milford's come back into the squad. Really? Uh, third time uh, this year he's been dropped and what? put back in. And for Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes comes back in at halfback. They reckon Ryan Pappenhausen might be another three to four weeks. Mm, mm. That's a worry. Um, Cowboys and Warriors, the first game on Friday night up in Townsville. Cohen Hess comes back from injury. That's timely because Jason Tamalola is out suspended. Lachlan Burr also suspended. Uh, that means Frank just Molo. Oh, no, he's out. Peter Holler, Corey Jensen in. And Hamaso Tabuai Fido comes in for uh, Lemuelu, who had a very good game. So he's uh, back in. Uh, the Warriors, yeah, basically no changes. A couple of changes on the bench, but no team almost as per 17 last week. Yeah, the other game on Friday night, West Tigers up against the Dragons. Both teams uh, last start losers. James Roberts comes back in after four weeks from a peck injury. Bad you like this. He's on the wing. Oh, he's position. a winger. Yeah. Seriously, he'd be a very good winger. And Tommy Talao into the centres. And for the Dragons, well, um, Matty Dufty is out. So Cody Ramsey is named at fullback. Righto. Um, now, Saturday starts with the Panthers and Bulldogs at Blue Bet Stadium. That's a, that's a ripper of a game. Mm. Uh, Kurt Capewell uh, t- copped that one-week ban for a crusher tackle. Moses Leota slots straight back in. Geez, they got some depth. Haven't they got great depth? Yep. And for the Bulldogs, Jack Hetherington's back at prop. Uh, that was back from suspension, wasn't it? And Josh Jackson comes back in as, uh, as well. So uh, a couple of key ins there for the Bulldogs. It's going to be a tough one, though. Rabbits and Eels, this is a great match. I'm really looking forward to this one, seeing how the the Rabbitohs and also the Eels and see how they respond after those those losses last week. Yeah. Substantial losses too. Most notably the Rabbits, but also the Eels. That was that was unpredicted, I thought, with the the, the amount that they were defeated by the Mel, uh, Manly side. Cameron Murray, he comes back into the squad, uh, coming back from an ankle injury. And also uh, Regan P- Campbell-Gillard, well, he's taken an early plea on a high tackle charge. He'll miss... This weekend's game, and uh, for I've had D- Dylan Dylan Brown. He's still got another week to serve on his ban. So uh, yeah, Central Coast Stadium, the next game, Badge Roosters and Raiders. Yeah, both last start losers as well. Plenty hanging on the judiciary because uh, Victor Radley's there now. Angus Crichton going to get his hearing uh, later on as well. So they could be out for uh, um, for the Roosters. Josh Morris is uh, is coming. Josh Morris is coming back from a back problem, and Jack White and Josh Hodgson. Both returning from suspension yeah. for the Raiders. Uh, Sam Williams in for George Williams. Well, Sharks and Titans at Coffs Harbour. David Fafita returns from suspension for the Titans. Rightio. Yep. And uh, what's the other one? Knights and... Oh, Blake Green has announced his 
immediate retirement yeah. for the Newcastle Knights. So, of course, uh, yeah, that's a, it's sad news for him, but I think we think he's done uh, the right thing. Alrighty, uh, Curtis Sirenen, I think, is coming back in for um, the Seagulls. Yep. Right, that's it. Uh, Marta Cars for Cancer with the ultimate adventure package, carsforcancer.com.au. This is Sports Day. Listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.